All right. Hi, I'm Scott Snyder. I write All-Star Batman and Witches and American Vampire. <laughs> I'm working on a book, KD. I'm way overworked, and I'm teaching, uh, and I have kids sick at home. I'm a total mess, but I am very close personal friends with the Court of Nerds, and I'm honored to be on the show anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to a very special episode of Court of Nerds. We're going to call this one the Podcast of the Immortals. The grandest podcast of them all, John. The Wrestle Preview. Now be sure to watch out for Ben Raven's WrestleMania A Day reviews alongside Austin Bruner from the Geekiverse. But we have teamed up with our good friend Joey from Hollywood's World of Sports. Joey, say hello to the folks. Hello, what's going on, everybody? And uh, we're going to give you everything you need to know heading into WrestleMania weekend, including a little look at Ring of Honor, Supercard. Not something we've done a whole lot around here with Ring of Honor, but we want to do it anyways. Uh, Kick things off, though, with the Hall of Fame. And John, I actually want to open with you because the biggest name on this list is your favorite. Am I, am I wearing my Goldberg shirt right now? Are you really? I am wearing my Goldberg shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, getting the thumbs down from Joey. Oh, cool. Come on, Joey. Goldberg I'll, deserves all of it. I'll explain why. There's, there's just so many other guys that deserve it, though. True. Who have longevity in the business. I yeah. guess that's where I'm coming from on it. But he's like he's one of those guys that like he shone so bright when he was there. He was so big and he was one of those guys who didn't necessarily have like the Cena or Rock kind of crossover appeal. Yeah. But he still had that crossover appeal. They were talking about the streak on Sports Center, you know. He was he was part of the pop culture lexicon. Yep. So, yeah, I, I mean I, when you have a spin-off character of yourself in Gilberg, yeah. I think you've kind of made it. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually kind of curious what Paul Heyman has to say in that introduction. I think it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, next on the list, the Dudley Boys going in, the Masters of Mayhem, the Kings of ECW. I mean, there's there's no more fitting way than having Edge and Christian induct these guys. And I, the I think the speech, Joey, is going to be something I'm really looking forward to. You know, I uh, now you talk about the deserving two guys that belong there. Uh, I'm. I'm excited for Ed and Christian to induct them, but they've also teased that they're going to bring the Hardys out, which I think that makes it even more exciting because the the six of them have not been in the same like vicinity in a long time. Kind of like those click reunions that we've been seeing the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. WWE loves its nostalgia and the fans love the nostalgia. Job. They sure do. Um, Dudley Boys, I mean, one of the greatest tag teams of all time really put their stamp on the business, put their stamp on wrestling, and continue to do so. Um, so that's a great one. Mark Henry, man. I, I have to give, <laughs> Joe, you'll love this. John, do you want to tell your Mark Henry story? Were you there that night? I was there that night, yeah. Please share this. Well, I mean, wasn't even really big into it at that time, and we go to this show at Van Andel Arena, and it's like, what is going on? And Mark Henry's in his, you know... Famous pink suit and that salmon jacket, baby. All of a sudden, you know, he's retiring, everybody's getting sad, and then choke slam John Cena. <laughs> it's like, or whatever happened. I can't. Yeah. Just, I was there. It was you were there too. Was I was yeah. there because um I had, had I had heard rumors that that was gonna be the night that Brock was gonna come and start the CM Punk feud. And sure enough it was. 
at the end of the night. But that Mark Henry thing, dude, that that just that <laughs> threw the whole night off for me. I was like, what in the heck is going on? <laughs> Mark Henry, man, just a guy. Everyone's got a fun memory of him. The sexual chocolate phase is a classic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, again, Mark Henry, another guy you love to see go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Jeff Jarrett is one that a lot of people, and Joey, I'm going to go to you to this. Uh, Je- why are people not thrilled about Jeff Jarrett going into the Hall of Fame? Uh, I think there's a couple of reasons. I think because so many times in the past he's been very outspoken against WWE. Like, as I know, he had problems with the click back in his time there. And you also got to remember the personal animosity uh, between him and Kurt Angle with everything that happened with Kurt's ex-wife and obviously Jeff marrying her. And I, I'm hoping, you know, they're all beyond that. Now, obviously, Kurt is very happy in his life with his new wife and his children. And I'm kind of looking at this as an opportunity for Jeff to maybe become the general manager of SmackDown as well. So some intrigue there. The intrigue with the next inductee, Hillbilly Jim, is who will give his induction speech. Yes. Uh, the big rumor is Hulk Hogan. I mean, Joey, are you, I mean, they've got the photo of Hogan and Trips, but everything I'm seeing says the WWE isn't ready to welcome back Hulk Hogan. Well, you know, I, it's, a really touchy situation because I feel like guys who have done worse been able to come back and I'm not excusing what Hogan did because I'm a huge Hogan fan and I was very very disappointed and everything that happened but you know the lawsuits are done it's a done deal it's been forgotten about he's apologized let him come back home to where he belongs All right, next up on the list is Ivory going into the Hall of Fame this year. Joey, tell the folks why Ivory deserves this spot. You know, I'm I'm, I'm actually having a hard time with Ivory. Really? Like, well, not because I don't think she was good. I don't really know much about what she did pre-WWE. But in her time there, I thought she was excellent, especially when Right to Censor got together. I just, I just thought Right to Censor was the coolest thing at the time with the annoying sirens. And oh yeah, she hit a good moment. She hit a good, a good place in wrestling, and she showed up at the right time yep. and really took advantage of the Attitude Era. I so would, I would agree with that. Um, and now, now we get into kind of the more the fun inductees. I mean, Jarius J.J. Robertson. One of the WWE super fans you've heard about for years. Yep. Really cool to see the Warrior Award recipient every year. Uh, and then Kid Rock. <laughs> Kid Rock, WWE Hall of Famer, folks. Yeah. There's no coincidence there. Nope. Nope, there's not. We all know what's happening. Let's. I mean, come on. The writing's on the wall, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? In, in all honesty, I've been struggling with this a lot. And I guess this is good of way of any as to get into this. If The Undertaker is coming back for WrestleMania, I like bringing back one of his other gimmicks and retiring that gimmick and now being like, okay, no, 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 now it's done. Officially, I'm done. Well, for me, the way Cena's been calling him out, he's been calling him out from like a humanistic point of view, like mentioning Michelle McCool, like maybe not by name, but saying his wife and right breaking the fourth wall exactly so i feel like it has to be american badass undertaker yeah yeah because this fight's personal i don't see why not i mean you're gonna do it you're gonna do it 
he's what, 53 now? So he's probably got a, you know, if he does have one more in him, this is going to be it. Right. So, I mean, last do ride, it. Yeah. ride it with Cena, go out big. It's not, like, it's not their prime. It's it's not what we've wanted to see, like, from 10 years ago, like, when it could have happened or something like that. Right. 15 years ago or anything like that. But it it's a fight that a lot of people do want to see. So I mean, look, it's Mayweather-Pacquiao. Yeah. It is legitimately Mayweather-Pacquiao. Both are past their prime, but we're all still going to watch it. My biggest hope, and this is my biggest hope for it, and people might hate this, it ends the night, and it shouldn't be more than a 10-minute match. Throw everything you've got. I mean, throw haymakers. Throw bombs. Kind of like, kind of like Goldberg Lesnar last year. Goldberg Lesnar. That was a fun match. Yep. It was a good match, and it suited both of them. Yep. The style and the pacing. Yep. Cena might be able to go longer, but have him get hit early with something. Yeah. Have Undertaker come out pissed off, and hit him early with a with a tombstone. Hit him early with a choke slam. Yep. Have Cena stunned, and then catch his breath. And have Cena just whirling Dervish, have to hit him with 17 AAs. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> people, listen, You're not wrong. You're not for wrong. how many Superman punches Roman had to hit him with last year, <laughs> yeah. we're going to have to have an equivalent or more than number of AAs. Well, people also got to understand, like, the history between those two. Because if you don't remember back when Cena had his first night, after he had that match with Kurt Angle, Undertaker approached him in the locker room and said, hey, good job, kid. And I think that's who, I think right then there, I think Undertaker knew who he, who he wanted to end his career against. All right, so that's, again, one of the developing storylines. A lot of people expecting that to be part of the go-home Raw next week. And uh, some people aren't in love with that. Some people aren't in love with saving it for the go-home Raw. But this has kind of been a trademark of this WWE era is keep them hanging till the last second yep. and then deliver big. Yep. So let's talk about a card that looks to deliver big and looks to make a mark for uh, what's still technically an indie promotion, I guess. But Ring of Honor is losing that label very quickly. Yes. You know, I can watch it on CBS, on broadcast television. Yeah. So, I mean, sure, it's at two in the morning, but whatever, it's still on. I'm an insomniac. It works. (laughs) Um, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, also taking place in New Orleans. Why? Because middle fingers in the air to the McMahon family. Yep. Uh, let's talk about, let's just go, because you've got these in order here for me, Joey, and I appreciate this very much, because I am ADHD and we would be all over the place if it weren't for this. All right. Uh, Adam Page and Kota Ibushi, another part of the Golden Lovers versus Bullet Club storyline. If people aren't following this, I mean, you're missing out on one of the great storytelling moments in the history of wrestling. Agreed. You know, the, the Bucks and Kenny and Cody are using every medium available. And, John, you know I'm obsessed with marketing, with oh, presentation. Yeah. And, and what Bullet Club, New Japan, and Ring of Honor have been able to do is nothing short of phenomenal. I mean, the amount of interest they've drummed up using social media, using viral platforms, using YouTube, using episodic YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. They're being smart about it. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And Cody Rhodes right now is the best heel in the business. Maybe not the best in-ring worker. His, his, in, his in-ring work, though, like I always tell people, like, watch what they do when they get outside of WWE because Cody has just... He is 10 times the performer he was ever shown to be on WWE programming. Takes a lot of risks. He likes the high spots. Yep. Um, 
But Paige and Ibushi is part of this storyline. And Adam Page, man, if there's anyone who's benefited from the fracturing of the Bullet Club, gee bus, it's Adam Page. That guy, this is another one of those potential match of the year candidates. And, you know, you're going to keep giving Adam Page these matches. And I hope he keeps showing up. I have to say, though, if we're going to make a pick, I think Ibushi wins this. Yep, I agree. Probably with an assist from Kenny. I don't know if they'll, I don't know how they'll work. I mean, it seems like, I think if anything, I think the guys on the undercard, like, like Coda and Adam will interfere in the main event. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that seems like. I see Coda, I see Coda winning cleanly. Uh, a guy with a ton of, uh, I guess, momentum heading into this event, Punishment Martinez. Oh. And uh, he's got Tomohiro Ishii in this matchup. I see, I, I mean, look, I think they'll make it a good match, but I yeah. feel like Punishment's the clear winner here, isn't he? I don't know. Ishii's a tough one to predict, though. He's just very, very hard-hitting and um, just very aggressive. But uh, Punishment's been on the rise over the last year and a half, so I, could, I can honestly see him winning. Yeah, I think he's I think he's getting the push, and uh, you know what? Good for him. I mean, honestly, good for him. That's a big boy. Yeah. Uh, last man standing, Ring of Honor TV Championship, Kenny King, Silas Young. Uh, Joey, I'm not going to lie. This is probably the match on this card I know the least about, so fill me in. Uh, these two have been feuding for well over three, four months now. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of gave Kenny King a hard time about being on reality TV. And I know I think that's how Silas started, like what kind of real man goes on reality TV. And they've been trading uh, the title back and forth. And I got to say, Silas winning the TV title a few months ago was, for me, my favorite title win last year because Silas has been rooted in Ring of Honor for a long, long time now and has never gotten the just due he's deserved. And to see him in a title feud with a great, great performer like Kenny King, absolutely phenomenal. Then you've got the match. One of the matches I think I'm most looking forward to for the entire weekend is the Ring of Honor six-man tag team championships, SoCal Uncensored versus the Flipping Bucks. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm going with here. The Young Bucks and Flip Gordon. Yeah. Um, a team-up I'm sure Cody Rhodes is not excited about. A team-up Brandy Rhodes may be excited about. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I, I can't help but think you're going to put the six-man titles on the Bucks and Flip, right? I, I would think so at this point. I... I don't know, it just seems like it'd be the logical thing to do to maybe help get Flip Gordon over more because, you know, Flip Gordon's still, you know, a relatively new guy and, you know, trying to get his name out there. But who better to associate yourself with than the Young Bucks right now? I can see a lot of chemistry. I can see a lot of timing and a lot of spots in this because this is a ladder match. And the Bucks always bring it when you give them ladders. I mean, these guys are the new Edge and Christian. Yep, and they you know last year they proved the same thing. Uh, last year at Supercard of Honor, they took on the Hardys in a ladder match for the Ring of Honor World Tag t- Team Titles, and you know the Hardys were part of history last year. Two ladder matches, back to back nights for a set of tag titles in different promotions. Insane. Uh, speaking of those tag team titles for Ring of Honor, the Briscoes currently hold them. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. All right, I knew I knew they that have one. Been, I think I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw <laughs> the, that match. I don't catch every Ring of Honor. Their, their heel turn against the ECW Originals back this summer was just, I had been waiting for it because I feel like the Briscoes had kind of stalled out a little bit being faces, and this, they, they, were, they didn't have anything going on. And just the heel turn they had against Bubba and 
beating the crap out of Tommy Dreamer and doing all this over-the-line type stuff was the best thing that could have happened to them. And I mean, what better faces to put them up against than Jay Lethal and Tanahashi? Yeah. My favorite internet moment of the week, and Joey, I know you're a sucker for the dirt sheets like I am, was getting to see Tanahashi act like a cat for Brandon Stroud of Uproxx. That was funny. That cracked me up. Yeah. Made my day. Um, I think the Briscoes keep the titles, though. I do, too. I just, I've, I've just had this feeling for a while now that Jay Lethal might be on his way out. I mean, you know, when you when you get to a certain age, you got to adapt your style. And I, I think he's getting more towards where he's going to have to go to the WWE style and slow down a little bit. But I, I don't think he's lacking anything in performance by any means. Because I, I think to this day that Jay Lethal is in the top five of all performers right now. So that's going to be another fun one to watch. The Ring of Honor World Championship, a match I think is being terribly undersold, if I'm being honest. Agreed. It's being overshadowed by the main event. But Dalton Castle and Marty Skrull, I think, is going to be a hell of a fight. A couple of guys who know each other fairly well. Skrull, one of the hottest wrestlers on the planet at the moment. I have a villain club shirt. Yeah. The man is on the move, and he's developing his own club of villains. Yeah, and, (laughs) you know, I, I think... With all due respect to Dalton Castle, because I love the fact that he comes from an amateur background, I just think Marty is so over the top right now and has such a following. I think if they do not put the title on him, they're missing a huge opportunity there. My prediction, and you're going to love this, if Marty comes out in the whites, he's winning. Okay, I can agree. I can I agree with that. If Marty comes out in the whites with the white hair, he wins. I can agree with that. Uh, the last match... I mean, the main event won a lot of people are pegging for a match of the year candidate. The best bout machine, Kenny Omega, versus the American Nightmare, Cody. I mean, th- this is one that we've had, what, a year of build to? Yes, yeah. And I, I don't happen to think it's going to under-deliver at all. No. What's your over? I'm going to say over under 30 minutes on this match. I think it's going to be over. I'm going to say over two. I think it's going to go 45. Yep. I think they work 45. I think we, we all know Kenny's cardio is legendary. Yep. Cody's cardio is the same. He's yes. a Rhodes. It's yes. what they do. Yep. I mean, look at what his brother is still doing in yeah. WWE. Oh, look at what his dad did. Look at, yeah, look how long Dusty ran for. Hell yeah, Dusty. Yeah. So I, I, this is, I mean, this is match of the weekend potential, match of the year potential, five-star potential, two of the best in the world right now going head-to-head. I don't know who's going to win. I like those types of matches. Yeah. Because I feel like I feel like you're going to see interference. Yep. I feel like Marty's finally going to get his act together because he's been torn. I feel like Coda is obviously going to... Coda's going to be involved. The Bucks have to be involved, but who's on what side? Yeah, and do other Bola Club members show up? Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, there's a... There was issues this past uh, weekend with Cody and Marty taking on uh, the Gorillas of Destiny. Destiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, where where is the Bullet Club going? Who is the Bullet Club? Who's going to be in the Bullet Club? That's the big question. What's it going to look like? Cody's teasing a new logo. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I, I think it's a big swerve. I'll be honest with you. I, I think it's a big swerve. Think so. I think it's a big swerve as well. But it's just, a, it's just one of those matches that's so hard to predict. Yep. All right. Let's move on. Let's get back into the big brand. I, the, say, I wish I knew more about Ring of Honor, guys. <laughs> dude, no, you're okay. You're no, okay. you're good, you're okay. dude. Because <laughs> I'm getting you hooked on NXT. <clears throat> this is happening. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. This is uh, this John has, 
John has been hesitant to absorb more wrestling into his life. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it kind of takes over. You're well, you're well aware of that. Oh, I'm very well aware. It's like trying to watch every superhero show. It's, Eventually uh, you run out of time. I'm it's, still trying to get a girlfriend here, too, so it's like... <laughs> or, <laughs> fortunately, or, fortunately for me, I lucked out in that department. And my other half loves wrestling as much as I do. So, like, I mean, that's literally how we met, so... All right. Well, John uh, sat down. You watched NXT with me this past week. I did, I, yeah. I think you're going to love TakeOver New Orleans. This card has something for everyone. And, and the first match you've got listed here is actually my, my second most anticipated match of the weekend. The unsanctioned match between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Johnny Wrestling. I mean, this, this has to have blood. I feel like we need blood. You would you would think so. I need Candice LeRae crying at ringside. Yeah, exactly. She is Johnny Gargano's beautiful wife, who was just signed by NXT. John, hmm. who was wrestled, dude. who was wrestled. Is this the men. one? Is this the guy that dunked the dude's head in the big cooler? No, no, no. Oh, okay, that's the okay, main that's event. The, that's oh, the main that's event. yeah. Okay, now. yeah, yeah. Um, Candice uh, has wrestled guys like Kevin Owens. Uh, actually, she wrestled her own husband. Yeah, many times on the oh, indie scene. Okay. She's awesome. Yeah. She is phenomenal. But, John, this is a feud. Uh, Champa and Gargano were a tag team called DIY. I'm DIY. Yeah. John, loved, uh, John, we, we, we showed you a bunch of DIYs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you so will. Their split was heartbreaking. And oh, epic. yeah. And they, they murdered one another. You know, like, remember that time that Roman murdered Shane? Yeah. Yeah, it was like that, but worse. Poor <laughs> yeah. emotion. And I'll say, I'll say this, John, if you want a preview of what this match is going to be like, go back to the final match. Of the first round of the Cruiserweight Classic. These two went head-to-head -head in the Cruiserweight Classic. that's when they were tag team partners. And that was epic. Yeah. That, that was an epic match. So, okay. And it's an unsanctioned because Gargano was fired as part of the storyline. Right, right. Uh, and uh, he is fighting. If he wins, he gets his job back. And if he loses, he has to leave forever. Okay. So it's, it's one of those, you know, win or go home, and it's going to be... Violent Champa is called Blackheart. He is known for his dastardly ways. Yep. Nice. Uh, next up, you have another, again, another potential show stealer. The North American Championship. John, you will love this. It is a ladder match. Six men involved. No, no, I, I did. We watched that. Oh, that's right. And all the, the people were that big. Who's the big? Who's the real? Lars big, Sullivan. Yes, that yeah. guy. John likes Lars Sullivan. Really? I like. This is going to sound real weird, but I like the big, big, big dudes. That's so why like, so I like love, Goldberg. So you love Braun like Strowman. Braun, yes. yes yeah, so do I. Yeah, like, yeah. I love the big, big, big guys. John likes the Destroyers. Yep, so do I. <laughs> and you've got two of them in this six-man ladder match in Lars Sullivan and the Beast of Belfast, Killian Dane. You also have all of the hottest names in NXT right now involved in this match. You have Adam Cole, baby. You have the Velveteen Dream. A and Joey... The sass between Dream and Regal was my single favorite moment of NXT. Oh, I know that was funny. That was great, Regal. I know, <laughs> like British sass. I do, I do like Dream. Dreams, Dream. I've seen a couple of his matches. He's that, got some funk to it. That yeah. is that. That's actually my uh, bold prediction for the weekend. Is I think Velveteen's winning the title. Nice. Whoa! What is what is this? The hotlines. John, did you make the hotline bling? You know I did. Is that Ben Raven? Ben, is that you? Caller number nine. Caller number nine on the hotline. <laughs> First time caller, long time listener. How are you? <laughs> Dude, what's going on? I didn't know we were going to get an, an impromptu that's so brave in guest spot here. That's nice. 
you know, I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off trying to finish off this freaking WrestleMania project, but I uh, figured I could make time for my own show. <laughs> Burning the candle at three ends, my friend. Burning the candle at three ends. Well, dude, we were just talking uh, TakeOver New Orleans and this killer six-man ladder match that got set up. John was talking about how much he loves the Destroyers like Sullivan and Killian Dane, and uh, we were talking about Adam Cole and all the other hot names in this matchup. Ben, what do you think about it? I'm pumped for EC3's in-ring NXT debut. I mean, not official debut, but debut as uh, EC3. So, I mean, I'm hyped up for that, for Ricochet. I mean, that's a solid mix of guys in this match. I mean, this is going to be a pretty sweet ladder match. There's no doubt about that. Who do you think they put the belt on? That's the big question, because you could put the belt on literally anyone, and there's a built-in feud ready to go. EC3 is my pick. It's been my pick since... I knew he was in this match, you know. He's billing himself as the top 1%. Can't really bill yourself that to a new audience if you don't win. And a heel is always better with a belt on him. Yeah, so he'll, I mean, look at Omos. Omos is a made man. He's their next big Latino star the second he hits the main roster. True that. Joey, what do you think? Who do you think they put the belt on? Uh, I I gotta say Velveteen. He's on the rise. And I just, I think EC3 is there just to show how far he's come because I think he'll be in the main event feud after uh, after uh, this takeover uh, my pick I am actually I'm actually with Joey because I think Velveteen Dreams tweets about signing all of these other guys when you're supposed to be bringing up homegrown talent I gotta believe that's a work because it didn't get him in any trouble with management so I think oh, he's God. setting up a feud with like Ricochet or a feud with EC3 I mean the ego on Dream and the ego on EC3, how much fun would that be? Because I think Adam Cole is destined for a feud with Aleister Black for the title. Those two were so dynamite. Too. Those two were dynamite. And, I, you know, I think that's the only way you're going to keep the Undisputed Era in the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd like to pick my Kurt Cole's personal friend, Adam Cole, as the winner of this match, but I think he's on for bigger and better things. Yeah, I think we all agree he, there. Uh, he is pulling double duty that night. Uh, most people don't know. Uh, Bobby Fish went down with an injury. Uh, so he will be in the six-man ladder match and the tag team title match. So let's move on to that uh, while we're there. The tag team championships. Uh, there's a little spoiler that's involved here because one of the episodes of, the, uh, of NXT has not aired featuring the finals of the Dusty Classic. So, Ben, yeah. do you care about spoilers? Uh, no, let's let's go for it, just because I'd be lying if I thought I was going to be able to sneak in that episode this week. Fair enough. Yeah, you're swamped, dude. Uh, so I'm, it, from, from what it looks like, I'm going to guess there's some kind of interference in the Dusty Classic Finals, likely from the Undisputed Era. And the championship at NXT TakeOver New Orleans is a triple threat, Undisputed Era, with Adam Cole in for Bobby Fish yeah. and Authors of Pain against Strong Bad. <laughs> Like, uh, come on. Who doesn't want this? Who doesn't want this match? And you're you're going to have Undisputed Era and Dunn and Strong team up to try and take out Authors of Pain while the big boys are catching their breath. The little guys will fly around. And then I don't know what happens. And that's what confuses me. And Ben, I want to go to you first because you and I have been so sure the Authors of Pain are getting called up after every shakeup and it never happens. No, no. I'm good. With this match being made, I'm kind of slightly convinced that they're going to win this match and stay in NXT for a little bit longer. You and I were talking about this a little bit this week. And I wasn't aware of it 
until their Dusty Classic match that I don't think, you know, Octum and Razor, I don't think they speak a lick of English. But they're screaming in Dutch in the ring. Right yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and there's I, so many top people that aren't speaking English right now, and it's tough for Vince. For the last 20 years, it's like eh, he's going to be like, "Crap, we can't have every main title holder not speak English." <laughs> right, and they would be right into a feud with likely the Bludgeon Brothers or the Usos or whoever picks up the SmackDown tag belts. So you know, and I and you and I talked about this. I'm not sure Vince is ready to welcome Ellering back to the main roster yet. Yeah, I don't know if Ellerine's even ready for that himself. So who do you think walks out of here with the belts on him? You think it's AOP for a little bit of a longer run? I mean, give them another dusty title and another tag title run? Yeah, I do think AOP wins again. I, I think they win this match. Because I, I think with Bobby Fish going down, this opens things up for Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole a little bit to do their single stuff a little bit. Because people don't realize Kyle O'Reilly is a potential single star himself. Right, get him involved maybe in that North American championship picture or have him go after Pete Dunne's UK title. They had that little beef with Dunne earlier. Joey, what about you, man? Who do you think walks out holding the, holding those belts? I think because Fish went down, I'm going to say that, shockingly, Strong and Dunne are going to win the tag titles. And this is why. Uh, Pete Dunne is a bonafide superstar. Amen. And I think WWE is starting to realize that they need him contractually just to work for WWE. And I think this is the beginning of the end of Pete Dunne on the independent scene. And this is the way they're going to do it. Because if he's got a tag title, A, he's making more money. Yep. And B, he's obligated to be there for tapings. Yep, exactly. And we all know, we all know, if Triple H has learned one thing from Vince, it's control your talent. Exactly. I don't hate that theory. That's not a bad theory at all. I mean, I'm ready. I'm at the point where by SummerSlam, I'd like to see Pete Dunne get a shot at one of the main titles. I mean, force feed us this guy. Force feed the casual fan this guy. Make sure everybody knows who Pete Dunne is. Make him your own star and not your UK star. Agreed. No, fully agreed. They've got to embrace this guy. And I really wish they would stop playing, you know, the measuring game with Tyler Bate. That kid is dynamite and deserves a spotlight. But the injury keeping him down sucks, and we all know how Vince punishes people for natural injuries. Uh, Speaking of getting punished for being injured, women's championship, Ember Moon, somehow has to face, uh, you know, the bully from Phineas and Ferb, a.k.a. Shayna Baszler once again. Um, I... I don't know if I've disliked a female superstar as much as I dislike Shayna Baszler. Like, genuinely. And I don't know if it's the heel character or because I find her obnoxious. I don't know I don't know if I can tell the difference, Ben. Well, to me, it feels like, hey, this is Ronda's training partner, so we're going to give her a little rub. Thanks for helping Ronda. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I, think she's, I think she gets the belt. Yeah, two years ago, we had Bailey versus Asuka. That's this NXT takeover. Oh, my and God. Now we're down to Ember Moon and Shauna Blake, blech, whatever. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, not using the iconic duo here, not using Kyrie Sane. It's just like, what are you doing? For, yeah. once, for once, I'd like to see a multi-person mashup, make no sense match, because there are a lot of people that deserve more than the shot than just Shane Yeah. Yeah, no, I got to agree. But I think Ember is on her way up. I, I think Ember is one who's been marked as a challenger for Asuka to hold Asuka until Rousey is ready. 
and they put on such a great show last time. I think Ember goes up. So I think Shayna wins the belt. And I don't know that it's going to be a great match. It's, that bums me out because Ember's so great and she deserves a better send-off than this. I would have loved to see her and Kyrie Sane again. And I would love to see Kyrie Sane come in and kick the crap out of Shayna Baszler next. So yeah. you got to give her some meeting after winning the Mae Young Classic. Like, you have to. You can't let that yeah. mean nothing. So, I know. They've put the person over she's beat over her. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the main event, TakeOver New Orleans, uh, a match that I know has Ben's pants very tight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a tiger. <laughs> the NXT Championship. And, John, this is the one that you loved yes. the buildup for. Yes. You loved the, the 90s-style parking lot beatdown. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alistair Black and Andrade Cien Almas. With his lovely business manager, and I love how Mauro always says business manager, <laughs> Salina Vega. Uh, Joey, the build for this has been incredible. Agreed. And Black is a bona fide superstar already, but I think he is the new face of NXT. I, I think he's going to have that same type of build that Nakamura did. Uh, I do see him winning the title on Saturday. Uh, I think I think Andrade's proved enough to where he's getting moved up to the main roster. I would love to see a run if Miz keeps the Intercontinental title. Almas and Vega versus Miz in the Miz Taraj. You know, once Maurice is back on her yeah. feet after the baby, like, oh my gosh, the spiciness, the sauce, the messiness. Yeah, I uh, you know, um Vega Vega's got her Vega and Almas both have a ton of personality. And I think Almas really proved himself at the Royal Rumble on how well he can work with the main roster guys. The charisma. Oh, the charisma. Ben, these are two of your favorite guys on the roster, main or otherwise. What are your thoughts on this match? Black is going to win this match, and I agree with Joey that uh, we're going to see him kind of be the placeholder in NXT for the next year because they've got him. Build him on organically. Build him from below. Send him your top new signing. Send him your EC3s and your ricochets for the next year. Don't have him lose to them, but have them put on fantastic matches. Have him drop it this time next year because I mean Black is a future superstar, and I fully expect an Alberto Del Rio type push for Almas once he hits the main roster because I think he's I mean he's younger than Alberto was when he signed with WWE. I think he's more refined of a worker. I think he's got a better kind of manager person to kind of help do the heavy speaking for him at first. So I mean, really look for Omos to do a super monumental push in the next the next year on the main roster because I think that's going to be a big thing. All right, let's go to the main roster because uh, WrestleMania 34 is a beast of a card. Uh, they are projecting currently a five-hour main card with a two-hour pre-show. We're talking seven hours on that Sunday. And, of course, we'll invite you to hang out with us. We'll be all over Facebook Live all day long uh, showing you what we're doing to get ready. And we'll probably go a little bit live during NXT TakeOver as well. But uh, WrestleMania 34, let's get this thing started. The two battle royals, and I'm going to lump them together because they've both been made to feel like nothing. Yeah. Um, which is uh, unfortunate. You know, the women's battle royal trophy that looks like a vagina is a little weird. Yeah, very weird. It's uh, it's odd and uncomfortable. John, it does. <laughs> it does. It does. It looks like ovaries. <laughs> it does. It really does. It looks like a baby maker. Either so, that's what happens when you, like, wrongly name something. Yeah. And you'd have a backup plan. Yeah, that's it's awful. I like that Ben's just laughing. Like, no, they're, they're, they're not wrong. And the Andre Battle Royal... 
I mean, can we all agree these these have to you have to put something attached to them, right? I I think there's going to be some major major surprises in the Andre Batter Oil to correlate with the documentary coming out two days later. Yeah, I can see that happening. I see, but I think both of these land on the pre card, don't they? Ooh, I, I don't think DeAndre one does. Roster. Which one, Ben? I think the women's one goes main card because it's the first, and I think Andre opens the show at five o'clock. That makes a ton of sense. That makes a ton of sense. I mean, you, you've got minimal star power in it. You know, what, who's the yeah. biggest name in the Andre this year? Baron Corbin, Wolken, Matt Hardy. Baron Corbin, yeah, Matt Hardy. I do. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Husky Harris coming back, who knows. But um, you know, so again, they the WWE has basically made these battle royals mean nothing. And they're making it mean, mean even less with the greatest rumble coming up in Saudi Arabia. So that's another issue for yeah, another day though. Uh, that's another discussion right there altogether. Is what does that mean? What does it do? Why is it the Andre the Battle Royal for an intercontinental or US title match at the very least? Who yes. gives a crap about a trophy? Who gives a crap? Right, and you don't even get the trophy, you just get your name on a nameplate on the trophy. Uh, Garbage. Terrible. All right, let's move on to a match I think actually most of us are excited for. John, I don't know about you, but I know I'm stoked for this. I know Joey, you are, and Ben, I know you are. The Cruiserweight Championship. Likely to get unfairly placed on the pre-show. But Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali have me actually excited for a face-versus-face showdown. Ben, you have loved Cedric Alexander for months. Tell me who you think is going to win and tell me why. I think Cedric wins because Enzo. Because <laughs> they owe him one? Uh, yeah, they really owe him one. You know, Cedric's build up in that uh, October-November range was really organic, and it really worked well across the board, I felt like. And and then the Enzo stuff happened, and it kind of derailed everything, and he kind of got pushed to the side until Drake... Rockstar Pud, Rockstar Pud, Rockstar. No, Rockstar Pud works. Let's go with that. But uh, <laughs> we'll fix yeah, it in post. I think Seti wins. Seti wins. He's been hanging on for a while. He's been doing everything right. He's got a great finisher. Whether you like the name or not, I hate the uh, name. He can do better. He can do better. Mustafa's been just next to perfect. Yeah, know? that's kind of the thing. That's my hesitation here because I, I, otherwise I would go Cedric all the way. He deserves it. He's worked so hard for it. He almost had it over Enzo. But Mustafa has been the crowd favorite, and his social media work has been next level, man. His presentation has taken everything and given it to Mustafa Ali. And that, what, what's, what's he called his finisher? The 054? Yep. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That is ridiculous, dude. <laughs> So I, I could see either one of them winning this match, but I still think it's going to be Cedric in the end. Joey, what about you? Yeah. I think Cedric was a made man during the Cruiserweight Classic when Triple H came out and raised his hand after Kota, the match with Kota Ibushi. Um, I think ever since that moment, Triple H has had big plans for him, but the timing wasn't right because Vince was producing 205 Live. But now that it's in Triple H's hands, it's his vision, it's his people, it's more about the wrestling and not the over-the-top dumb personalities like it's on every other show. So I really love the direction 205 Live is going. I think Cedric is the face for it for the future. Yeah, and then you can go back to the Cedric Gulak feud that everyone wants, and, and you can have Mustafa go and feud with Gentleman Jack. You could set him up with Buddy Murphy after the great match those two had. 
So, John, what about you? You got any input on this one or no? Yeah, I think Cedric's going to take it for sure. They've been building him so well. It's like, yeah, it's not predictable, but it's like, yeah, man, just give it to him. Like, right. You, you know? kind of want it even as yeah. a fan. All right, let's move on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. It is a triple threat like everything else on this damn card. (laughs) That is very much so a fact. (laughs) The Usos versus the New Day, which is the match any of us actually wanted, and the Bludgeon Brothers ham sandwiched in here for some reason. Um, This has to turn into a tables, ladders, and chairs match, right? This has to have something other than triple threat rules involved. Because we need a hook for how the Usos and the New Day can beat the Bludgeon Brothers, as we've just seen the Bludgeon Brothers decimate them for a month. Joey, I'm going to let you start this one off. Who do you think walks out of here, and do you think there is a stipulation added to this match? I think there is a stipulation added to the match. I'm not quite sure what it is. I've heard TLC. I've heard Straight Up Ladder. But I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say the Bludgeon Brothers, because I feel like... The Usos and the New Day have kind of run their course in what they're doing now. I think they both need to maybe take a little bit of a break and refresh themselves and maybe come back with a fresh look and characters. And not to mention the Bludgeon Brothers have been in WWE for five years now and have never had the tag titles when they should have when they were with the Wyatt family. I mean... They held the NXT tag titles, but they should have held the WWE tag titles long before now. Well, Ben, I know you're a big Harper fan, so you tell me, what do you think happens here? And do you think there's a stipulation? Uh, I think the triple threat's enough just because it's already no disqualification. Um, And I think the Bludgeon Brothers win this one. I think they... You know, you don't build them like this if you're not going to have them crush over everyone. There's no way. I mean, if you want me to believe the Bludgeon Brothers, you can't have them lose their first spot that means anything. True. No, that's true. And, and I mean, I, yeah, you're right there. You're yeah. right there. You're building monsters. Monsters don't lose in their first. You know, you don't beat the big boss in the first level. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. No, no. And the only, the only reason. The only reason I would pick the New Day is because there was that rumor early last year that Vince and Trips wanted to reward the New Day for how hard they work by eventually making them the winningest, like the most championships for a tag team of all time. Having you win it at WrestleMania over your greatest rival of the past two years, the Usos, and the new monsters, the Bludgeon Brothers, that seems like something they would do for the New Day. But I also agree you can't spend this long on the Bludgeon Brothers and then blow it all by having them lose at WrestleMania. I think if the Bludgeon Brothers lose, that's the end of Harper and Rowan. And and I think that's to clear some space for the tag teams that you have stuck down in NXT, like Sanity, like Heavy Machinery, who I know you love, Ben. Yeah. But, John, what do you think, man? And, by the way, I think it's going to be a TLC match. John? Well, last year, when we pretty much thought that it was going to be Enzo and Big Cass winning the... (laughs) Tag team champions. You, you think this has mystery tag team? I being think it added. has maybe a mystery team added, but I still think the Bludgeon Brothers should win. Unless that mystery team is someone just unbelievable. Unless it's unbelievable. Like once the Hardys were added last year, we we're like, oh, the Hardys are winning. The Hardys so are like, winning. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But and and if there's not a mystery team, I do think it is the Bludgeon Brothers because Ben Ben, you're right. I mean, you're building monsters. You don't let them lose. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I think if yeah. there's a mystery team, it's the Dudley Boys. 
who can't win because they're both doing other things. Agreed. Yeah, just like a fun. Like, just a fun, add. but to add, because if you do a TLC and then you add the Dudleys, get the tables! You know, it's it's perfect. So, But you're right, John. That would be a good place to see a surprise team added. All right, we are on now to the Raw Tag Team Championships. The Bar versus Braun and these hands. So we think. So we think. Do you guys actually think, and Ben, I'll go to you first here. Do you think we know who Braun's opponent is before WrestleMania, and who do you think wins this one? Um, shoot, I'm having, a t- I'm having a tough time with that. I think we find out on Monday night. Okay. And as I've said, I think it's Elias, and I just want to say I'm, Braun's not losing this match. No. There's, there's no. there's no way. They, I think they realize that they messed up by having him as Roman suspended steroid backup plan because this guy is their most organic grown star since pretty much the last decade because all of their guys are someone else's stars that they've just signed with right. NXT somehow. Right. Uh, so, I mean, Braun is winning this match, whether it's by himself, whether it's with a mystery partner or not, you know, he's winning this match. Joey, what about you? Do we know who it is on the go-home Raw? Do we find out at WrestleMania? And who wins the match? I think it's somebody so huge as at WrestleMania. And I think Braun wins it. I Now, I'm going to add into that, though. I think this is just a short-term plan for Braun winning it. Because once Lesnar gets out of the way, I see Braun winning the title at SummerSlam. Uh, I, I actually, I'm with Joey. I don't think we find out who the partner is until WrestleMania. I think we could see a Rey Mysterio, or we could see if they want to do something funny, you bring back an Ellsworth for one night. That's what I was thinking. What better way to have Braun Strowman and James Ellsworth come full circle? Right, bring that story all the way back around. I think that'd be hilarious. But I think it's far more likely that it's it's a Mysterio or it's a big legacy name. You know, maybe even Goldberg comes out and does a run with him. And I know Joey's grimacing. I can hear Ben wincing. And then I just saw John's pants make a tent. So oh, I got something for you. You got I, yeah, you got something. Yeah, that's not something I want. Gross. Uh, but I, I think we're I think we're all in agreement, John. If you're in agreement, Braun wins this match, right, John? Oh yeah, Braun wins, and I think it's gonna be Big Show. I think it's going to be Big Show. One because that I mean they had a they had a couple really good matches. They tore the ring down literally. They tore the ring down. Mm-hmm. Braun put him through a cage, and then you know Big Show's been on Instagram taking pictures of his big abs again. I think he's ready to come back. You put the belts on these two guys. It's a nice send off for Big Show to go retire, do what he wants to do, and then, like you said, Joey, when Lesnar's out of the way, they can drop the belts to somebody, break up, do something, and then Braun can go for the Universal Title. Hold on, let, watch me, watch me get Ben really excited. Watch this work, guys. Watch this, Ben. What if they put the belts on Big Show and Braun, and then to prove that these two are the masters of tag team wrestling, they put them on the Revival? I mean, I'd love that. I want <laughs> the revival of 2017 was literally worst case scenario. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, something needs to happen with those guys, and people need to be reminded of why they should care. I'll fully agree. All right. Uh, next on the list, Joey, you've got the Raw Women's Championship match Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax. The build to this has been interesting and not exactly the route I thought they would go. Um, I, you know what? I, I don't know how much time we really need to spend on this one because I think Nia takes it 
And I think you let her run for a little bit. I think you let Nia be kind of the dominant force she was meant to be with Asuka likely going to SmackDown. Joey, yeah. what about you? I agree. I just I think it's kind of the writing's on the wall. Um, yeah, Nia's going to have a nice long run, I think. Ben, what about you? Oh, yeah, Nia's going to win that match just because of the way they've built it. They've made Alexa such a bully, you know, just um, there's no there's no coming back from that, I feel like. No, the story has to has to progress and you have to let, you know, you have to let Nia defeat her bully. That's the narrative. That's the story you want to tell. John, it breaks my heart because they're actually like best friends in real life. Yeah. (laughs) So it's it's tough to be. It's it's just weird watching them fight. But. Yeah, Nia wins it. But, but, you know, it's funny you say that because I feel like all too often in the wrestling industry, the closer you are outside the ring, the better matches you have yes. with each other. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah for the, sure. Yeah, well, I mean, look at look at the, uh, I mean, and Ben, I know you haven't watched it yet, but the Lovers and the Bucks, I mean, that match was poetry. Friggin' poetry. Um, let's move on to a match that was just recently made for me to care. Uh, because it's interesting, you guys, that WrestleMania falls on a Rusev day. Uh, oh, it does? It does. It falls on a Rusev day, you guys. Every the, day is Rusev day. The United States Championship match will feature Randall P. Orton, Babatha Rude, Jinder Mahal, and of course, the glorious Rusev, the ravishing Russian himself. And yes, I'm talking about the right person. Miroslav. Miroslav, yes. Crash. <laughs> um, adding Rusev to this match was the only way to make anyone care about it. Um, I'll be dead straight about that. I did not give a crap about this match until you added Rusev. And it was a really, really smart booking decision, finally, from the creative team at SmackDown. Put the belt on Rusev. Put the belt on freaking Rusev. Not like he hasn't had it already, but put the belt put on Put the Rusev. belt on freaking Rusev. He is so over. Do not botch this. Ben, please shout the same words. Ginger's winning this match. Get out. Ugh. Get out. I will hang up on you right now. F out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Ginger's winning this match. You know, I mean, it sounds stupid, but they're going to the Middle East for a huge show on the WWE Network. He's going to have a belt on him. Uh, Hi, hey, hey! How well did that turn out last time? That's also true. Yeah, yeah. Triple beat him. Yeah, he had to go job in India to trips. (laughs) Now, I, Ben, I'll be the first to admit, I thought it was going to be gender too until Rusev got added. Rusev, I mean, it's it's like all like a couple other guys we've talked about. He is too over with the crowd not to jump on this opportunity right now. I don't think they care. They care about- <laughs> Hold on, he's he's Vince not wrong. Doesn't- SmackDown Creative hasn't cared about the crowd for a year. It's true. Well, Vince doesn't care about comedy over, you know, and he probably looks at Rusev Day as some comedy stitch, you know. I mean, because it is, and I mean that's not over in Vince McMahon's eyes if I've been taught to believe anything. But, but, but <laughs> merchandise sales is over. And that's what Rusev has on the other three competitors is the merch sales. And that is why I think he's going to be rewarded. 
There are so many Rooster Day shirts out there right now. It's ridiculous. I want a Rooster Day hoodie so bad. <laughs> you gonna cut the sleeves off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like that we have differing opinions on that one. Uh, let's move on to another multi-man match. Oh, wait. They're all multi-man matches. Ridiculous. Except for the women's matches. Which yeah, is which, but you know what? Respect. Respect. They put some respect on the women. I'll give, I'll give that yeah, to I'll give them. I'll give them that. Uh, the Intercontinental title match, three of the best workers in the business right now, Miz, Rollins, Balor. I have literally no idea what they do here. They could put the belt on any one of these three guys. All three are so far freaking over. It's ridiculous. The only – I'll give my pick first. I think it's the Miz. I think they gave him the longest IC title reign. I don't think he drops the belt until SummerSlam. Joey, we'll go to you next. Um – I didn't think it was going to be The Miz up until this week when Maurice finally uh, gave birth because I knew they were cutting it close. Yep. Uh, I, I do think he holds on to it for the 20 days longer. Uh, I think it's 20 days. I don't know, but it's close. Yeah. I do think if he gets it before the Saudi Arabia show, I think he loses that to Saudi Arabia show and then takes a break for a while to be with his newborn. Paternity leave. No, that's, you know what? I did not think about that. Smart move. No, that's smart. John, what about you? It, I, I got to go with Miz. I love Seth and I love Finn. Right. But, man, Miz is just, he's the, the so story. good right the story now. story is too. the Miz. And even that the whole the whole Mr. Perfect thing from last week oh. where, where Axel was like, what? What? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, no, here we go. Okay. Yeah, no. I got to go with Miz. I got to go with Miz. You also got to factor in Daniel Bryan's return now, too. Yeah, and keeping a belt on Miz for that feud would be fun. Ben, your thoughts? I think Finn Balor wins this one. You know, it's a belt he hasn't had, and WWE seems to be so focused on checking off milestones for people when they have the chance. So... Finn Balor. Finn Balor's my choice. I think Seth moves on to the main event scene again, and Finn kind of holds down the worker mid-card rule for a bit. Yeah, those OGBC shirts are flying off the shelves. So Double meaning. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. I mean, uh, kudos to WWE for finally learning how to play the Bucks game with them, you know? Instead of just being a-holes and suing people, they're like, okay, you know what? No, we'll, popula- we'll capitalize on your popularity now. So, you know, kudos to them for realizing, you know, oh, hey, we don't have to be jerks. We can just make money. Uh, what should be the main event of the night? The SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte and Asuka. Look, all I want is to give them enough time. Give this match at least 30 minutes. Please, for the love of God, do not cut it short. I think everyone's fairly certain Asuka wins this. But, man, let them work. Please let them work. I want to see this match more than I, there's only one match on this card I want to see more but it, this this I mean Ben I'm going to let you talk for a minute because I know I know you are so far over on this match mm-hmm. yeah no it's just the way it's been done I mean I mean yeah they bungled Oscar's Royal Rumble win for a little bit there but um, this is exciting I mean it feels like a big deal it feels like the undefeated Empress of Tomorrow versus the champion, the woman. To be the woman, you got to beat the woman. And it feels like they're perfectly setting it up for that, you know? It feels like a win-win situation for both people involved because Charlotte hasn't had anything to work with since she went to SmackDown. And Asuka hasn't really given, outside of the Royal Rumble, much of anything of substance. So, 
let's Oscar show us why she's this next big thing, why she's undefeated for two and a half, three years in WWE, why she's here, why she was the first Rumble winner. Let's see it. Give them time. Let them work. No bullcrap. Let them go. Let Oscar win. Let it be awesome. I'm excited. It should be the main event. John, your thoughts? I'll be quick. No yeah. one's ready. No one is ready, Joey. I'm actually struggling with this one a little bit. Um, I do think Asuka is going to win, but I'm having a hard time with it because I feel like she's the only one that's come from somewhere else and hasn't had to pay their dues. And I mean, two years in NXT, though. I know, but she didn't drop the title. And I feel like when you leave somewhere, you go out on your back, no matter what the situation is. You didn't see Sean winning his last match. Didn't see Flair win his last match. You're not going to see The Undertaker win his last match. And that is the only issue I'm having with it. Yeah, I, I gotta, no, 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 <laughs> no. Because if she loses an NXT, why the heck do I care about her when she comes to the WWE? Why, why would they waste a two-year undefeated streak to have her lose to somebody in developmental when they can put her right on the main roster, right in the main event? right over all the people that and to say she hasn't paid her dues is wrong she's 36 years old she's been doing this across the world they brought her to nxt to put her in this situation she got over organically the undefeated streak has been the best thing about nxt in the last three years in my opinion and then no this was all about the undefeated streak that would have been a worse having her lose in nxt before coming to the main roster would have made kevin nash beating goldberg streak with a taser look like rocket science <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. You know what? You know what? I, I, okay. I, hey, I will, okay. I, I think the Kevin Nash dig is one of my favorites. I'm okay. Ben, I will agree with you on the NXT part, but she does need to lose at WrestleMania. I really, I agree, I really but I think, it's, I think it's WrestleMania 35. I think it's next year. Yeah, I think it's, it's next year. Yeah, against Ronda Rousey. That I hate too. Don't get me wrong. That I hate as well. But if you're going to drop the title, Asuka can't drop her first loss until it's a WrestleMania moment. It has to be a WrestleMania moment. Okay, I'll give you you that. Ronda's on Raw. Ronda's on Raw. will be on SmackDown. Yeah, that's true. Have her win the Rumble next year. (laughs) Have her win the Rumble. Have Ronda win the Rumble and challenge Asuka. All right, there's that. You can't apply logic to an illogical... (laughs) To an illogical world. Amen to that. Yeah. All right, speaking of illogical, let's talk about a couple of gimmick tag team matches. Uh, Let's start with one that I wish I was more excited about. Rousey and Angle versus Trips and Steph. I mean, Rousey and Angle clearly win this. Rousey clearly pins Steph. But here's the question I want to ask you guys, because I don't think anybody really cares who wins this, but it's fairly obvious. Is it a good match? Does it end up being entertaining? Joey, I'm going to let you go first. Um, I think that all depends on how good a shape Kurt Angle is. Ooh. Because if Kurt Angle is in tip-top condition like I hear he's been uh, training for, I think it could be a match that we talk about for a long time. He and Trips can carry it. Yes. I also think Rousey's actually going to surprise a lot of people. John? I think I'll be cooking during this match, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I I just, I don't know if I care. John, what's wrong with you? I I honestly don't know if I care about this one. Ben, to you. The Ronda Rousey match? Yeah. Is it going to be a good match is the question. No. (laughs) No. No, this is is the match that 
sells tickets, I guess. And that's what WWE would say. No, it's, yeah, it's I, so I think Triple H and Angle. You, but you and I talked about this. Triple H and Angle can at least make it entertaining for 15 minutes. Yeah. Maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. All right, all right. Let's move on to the other match that I'm hoping can be 15 minutes of entertainment. Yeah, uh, I'm just not excited for it, you know? I, no, I know, I, I know, and it's sad. I, like, it's not sad that you're not, it's just sad that no one's excited about this, you know? Like, I, I feel yeah. like Ronda deserved a better entrance rather than having Stephanie try to use it to ride Ronda's coattails, which are already raggedy, by the way. She went out bad in UFC. She was bad on ESPN last week. Oh. So they're not doing themselves any favors. Now, where they did do themselves a big favor is by saving a year-long build on SmackDown and by Daniel Bryan figuring out how to beat concussions, for the love of God. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon versus Owens and Zayn for Owens and Zayn's careers. Here's the crappy part about this. Does it give away how the match ends? No. Tell me why, Joey. Tell me why that doesn't give away how the match ends. Because I feel like Owens and Zayn have to win. Because Daniel Bryan said reinstated to SmackDown. Ah, phrasing. Damn it, phrasing. Well played. Well played. Either way, it could be unsanctioned afterwards, and they could come back and I mean, right. get their jobs. They could do. I mean, do, you they, really you know. th- do you really think... I'm trying to apply logic to an illogical world. Do you world. really think after three years... They're going to have Daniel Bryan lose his first match back. Hell no. He's going to hit them both with those yes kicks, and it's going to be over. Ben, are you at least excited for this match? Oh, absolutely. And not for the reasons that I should be, but just because I get to see Daniel Bryan wrestle at WrestleMania again. And yeah. I, I, I'm ready for this story to be over. I'm ready for <laughs> everyone to go their respective direct, different directions. Um yeah, that's pretty much it. I want to see Daniel Bryan. I want to see 80,000 people lose their minds for those yes kicks, and then I want to be done and everyone go away. Yeah. Shane, go away. Kevin and Sammy, you're better than this. Daniel, I hope you're back in the main event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, speaking of the main event, one match that could end up stealing the main event that, uh, we're, again, we're all a little nervous about. We talked about it a little bit uh, before you joined us, Ben. Undertaker and Cena. What we kind of talked about is hoping that this match goes somewhat of the Goldberg-Lesnar route and gives a ton of action in 10 minutes, but shows us the best of both competitors while they've still got it. They're not going to do that, though, are they? No, they're not going to do that. No, they're not going to do that. <laughs> Does it, first of all, this match happens, right? We all believe this match happens and that it's the American badass who shows up, right? I'm not even convinced it's going to happen. Really? Ooh. I, I, I just have this odd feeling that we're going to be teased with it. I think, I think we're all being ribbed a little bit here. Uh, just like, I don't know. I'm not buying it. Like, would they really waste an Undertaker-John Cena-WrestleMania match? Like, what's the point of doing it at this point? You've got a week to build it. You've got a week to sell it. I mean, you'd put Cena on every television show for the rest of the week. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm just not – I'm not – I'm not buying it. I don't think. I think the card's packed enough. I think John Cena goes out there and waits for nobody. Somebody either comes out and surprises him, or I don't. I don't. I don't think we're. I don't know. For some reason, I'm just not buying it. Can I'm I tell you? I'm not buying the sheets. I'm not buying the promos. I'm not. I'm not feeling it. The one thing, if they have Cena stand out there and have someone random come out, do you know what I would love to see happen more than anything? More than anything. 
Kurt Hawkins comes out and beats Cena to end his streak. <laughs> and the next day on WWE.com, I can buy one and 176 t-shirts. God. <laughs> Either way, look, I don't, I don't think anybody's overly thrilled for Undertaker Cena, but we compared it earlier to Mayweather Pacquiao. I'm not excited, but I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I just, it's, it's one of those things for me. It's like, where the hell were you guys at WrestleMania 27 or 24 or 23 or anything, you know? Like, this should have been done a long time ago. My personal opinion, and I've been saying this for the last few years, is Undertaker's last match should have been against Triple H, end of an era. The last image you see of The Undertaker is walking out with Sean and Triple H. And that should have, that, that's how WrestleMania should have ended that year. And that is the last time we should have saw The Undertaker because that was the last somewhat decent match he ever had. Sad to think about. All right. Uh, the last two matches of the night are two I think everyone's fairly excited for. One um, of them. <laughs> I'm actually fairly excited for the Universal Championship. Lesnar and Reigns. Look, man. Reigns, say what you want about the guy. Say what you want about the character. Say what you want about the fact that all of his promos are basically the same thing. <laughs> the man works in the ring. The man works and he takes a bump. And you know what? He may have limited offense, but he does it well. So I, I think this is a good... 15, 20-minute match. I think Lesnar will give us everything that he can, and then I think he's gone. I think I think Lesnar is gone. I, I would love to believe the Bobby Lashley rumors where he's going to feud with Lesnar, and they've worked something out to keep Lesnar until SummerSlam. But Lesnar wants to do UFC again while he still can. And uh, I, I think that's it. I think Reigns picks up the title. I think he holds it for at least seven or eight months. And feuds with Rollins and feuds with everyone. Braun. Braun again. But I, I think it's I think it's Reigns and I think it's a good match. John, what about you? <sighs> Always bet on Brock. Really? Yeah. You Always, think he's gonna, I'm taking the Ben Raven route. Always gonna, bet on Brock. You're gonna you're gonna take the midnight deal. The last <laughs> fool me second. once. All right, all right. Fool me once. <laughs> Joey, what about you? You you're not thrilled about this one, but you think Reigns is gonna pick up the belt, right? I, yeah, I do think Reigns. I think it's you know, Vince's. The way I see it is this match is Vince's match, whereas the other championship match is what the fans want to see. Mm. You know, so you know, and that's cool. This WrestleMania, everybody really gets what they want, and some way shape or form or another you know but i do think reigns you know winds up taking the title holds it till SummerSlam, and hopefully they make the smart decision and eventually give it to braun ben what about you what are your thoughts on this match are you gonna are you gonna go with the don't bet against brock theory no i think roman wins this match just <laughs> because he didn't last time but I don't think brock's going anywhere if brock goes anywhere it's only for a couple of months this is his i mean a dude's on the other side of 40, you know? Right. This is. His, I thought this was his retirement plan. This UFC stuff has surprised the hell out of me. You know, I think he wants to go out there one more time in UFC, get a fight. Win or lose doesn't change his value to WWE. True. You know? I mean, people don't realize that. WWE don't care if you win or lose in UFC. Listen to something to wrestle. Bruce Pritchard said, whenever we bring in UFC or MMA or boxing guys, we prefer they lost in their last match. You know, yeah. I, it's just... Um, 
I don't think Brock is this evil, maniacal, selfish thing that people paint him out to be. He's going to show up. They're going to have a heck of a match. They're going to beat the crap out of each other. If you just watch that Monday Night Raw, you obviously see they're going to beat the crap out of each other. But Roman's winning, and it's going to be done right this time because there actually might be some cheers for him. Well, there we go. Yeah, and the build has been really good. The build has been really Other than the lame, like, he was in a gurney and, and Brock pushed him <laughs> gently to the ground, making sure he didn't hurt. Anyways, um, let's talk about the match of the night. Let's talk about the potential, again, one of the two big potential match of the year candidates on, on the weekend. The other one, uh, Ben, we talked about earlier, Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega has match of the year potential written all over it. But Styles and Nakamura, I mean... You didn't even need to do any build for it, and yet they've done great build for it. I think Shinsuke wins. I think Shinsuke wins, and AJ goes to Monday Night Raw for the Raw after WrestleMania. Are you looking at me? I, I am looking at you, John Boy. I am with you. I think Nakamura also wins. I think he wins because they didn't let him win against Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Yeah. Nakamura wins. AJ's got the star power. He doesn't if he loses, it doesn't do anything. It's he's it's still AJ's house. Right, true. The AJ Styles chants aren't gonna be any less if he loses the title at WrestleMania. Shinsuke stands a lot to gain. AJ has nothing to lose. It, in a logical world, that math works out. But Ben, if we've learned anything in the course of this hour long podcast, it's that logic does not apply to the WWE. So, Ben, I'm going to let you go, and then, Joey, you'll finish this one up. Styles or Nakamura, my friend? Nakamura wins this match. Um, I, I, I can't picture, you know, AJ is banged up right now. They've been actually trying to build Nakamura on the main roster, finally. My only concern is, for those that have seen their match in New Japan, are they going to be allowed to work that style? Are they going to be allowed to work that the way they can work? You know, and how bad is AJ's MCL? There's a lot of factors that play here, and I'm going to tell you right here, right now, this match will not go on last because that knee of AJ Styles, they're not going to take a risk in the main event. Joey, what about you? I'm a little torn because I, I want Shinsuke to win, but the way they've been building it, I almost feel like AJ could turn heel again. Just the way they've been building it. And that's the only way I see AJ winning it, is if he pulls some underhanded sleazy move and breaks the you know, respect code between he and Nakamura. But um, if he's banged up like they're saying he is, I, I got to give it to Nakamura. And I do think that AJ might go to Raw. Has AJ taken any extended time off since joining WWE? No. I mean, he's probably due at this point then. I mean, you could have him... Lose the title, have a quick little feud on Raw to establish himself there. Yeah. And then give him some time off to, you know, have him lose that feud yeah. and say, you know, I've lost a couple. I'm going to take some time and recollect myself. And then he can come back as a heel or he can come back. Like, let's say if you've put a belt on Finn, well, then they can feud over the Bullet Club and who, or the, you know, Balor Club, who That's gets the club. That's what I've been wanting. Right. And, and people want that badly after their banger of a match at Survivor Series. Yeah. And I feel like we should address this too. I mean, what happens after WrestleMania? Like, you know, we were hearing about superstar shakeups where, you know, hearing about, you know, obviously there's going to be a new general manager with Daniel Bryan coming back. Because I don't I don't see him doing that role anymore. No. Well, let's do a quick prediction on the SmackDown general manager. And then, Ben, I know you got to hit the road real quick here. Who do you think is going to be the next SmackDown general manager, Ben? 
Oh, my goodness. Or who do you I want, I guess? Oh. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start this off because I know who I, I want. I don't, I don't care. You don't care? Uh, I don't give a crap about general managers or anything like that. You think it's someone who should just not be as involved as they have been? Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't even tell you. Like, I, I seriously, like, I'm digging into my brain right now, and I'm just like, no, don't really care. I'd love to see it be Edge and Christian. But if they weren't so busy, I'd love to see it be Edge and yeah. Christian. But Christian's slammed. He's he's shooting films. He's shooting TV. <laughs> so, yeah. wait, listen, Ben, appreciate you making the time, buddy. I know you got stuff to do this evening, so we'll catch up with you again next weekend for TakeOver and WrestleMania, okay? All right. And uh, people should make sure they keep reading your WrestleMania A Day series, right? Yes, they should. Please. I'm killing myself for this. (laughs) All right, buddy. Stay strong, all right? Yes. Tell your girlfriend I'll send flowers for her letting you do this, okay? (laughs) Oh, we owe her one. All right. uh, A little bit of the post-WrestleMania talk. Again, I think you're going to see some kind of SmackDown associated superstar. Right, nah, someone no. who was a SmackDown star. No, no. Who do you think? You know what I would love to see? What's that? And I brought it up earlier during the Hall of Fame. I want to see Jeff Jarrett be the general manager oh. to see the personal animosity play out between him and Kurt, because with all the pay per views going dual branded again, there's a chance for all that crazy interaction to happen. I think we could see Kurt go after Mania too, though. I think we could see Kurt go. I think we could see step, uh, Shane stepping away as well. You're going to have to have someone running SmackDown. Hogan. Oh, God. I don't think it's Hogan either. Don't I don't think, think they're so. ready to bring him back. What, what about, I mean, like, who, who do you bring back? Well, you, it's got to be somebody who wants to work on a regular basis. That's part of the problem. It's got to be somebody who wants to do the weekly television show, who wants to commit to the travel schedule, who wants to work full time. You know who'd look real good as general manager? One of the guys who's going into the Hall of Fame right now, because that's kind of what they did last year with Kurt Angle. They put him into the hall, and then, it, oh, look, now he's general manager. Yeah. Get sexual chocolate out there. Mark the Henry is a general baby. manager. Get that pink suit out there. That That'd actually would not be bad. That'd that be wouldn't fun. be bad at all. <laughs> um, superstar Shakeup, who do you think goes on the move? I, I think I think AJ is definitely on the move to Raw. Yep. I think he is so big that Vince wants him on that flagship, especially with the contract negotiations coming up. Yeah. He wants to up Raw's numbers, up Raw's heat rating. You do that with AJ Styles. Yep. Uh, I think to keep SmackDown interesting, you move Seth Rollins over there. Look, you're not doing the Shield thing. You're not going to give Seth a shot at much else. Let Seth and Randy Orton have a go again. Bring that back. That was a great rivalry. Or Seth and uh, Nakamura. Seth and Nakamura would be incredible for the title. Let him main event again. You could have you know Seth and Bobby Roode. That would be a blast. So there's a lot of options for Seth I, to continue yeah. being the best babyface. I think those are the two obvious ones to me. I do have a theory about the tag teams. I think, yeah, there's got to um, be some I, tag I, I team think movement. I think the bar will swap with the Usos. That's not a bad theory at all. And that works. That really works. I mean, I would love to see the Usos and the Revival go toe-to-toe. Yep. I'd love to see the Usos work with the club. I would lo- There's a lot that you could do with that. And especially if you've got to have somebody who can chop down the tree of a, of a giant tag team champion, yeah. you bring out the high flyers. You let them do their thing. Any call-ups? Any ideas on call-ups? I think Almas is coming up. I think Almas is coming up. Ben pointed it out a little bit. Uh, WWE is sorely lacking in Latino star power. 
and and I mean Almas drips with it. He's the perfect choice, I think. Uh, I think Gargano is coming up. I think Gargano is coming up, possibly to SmackDown Live, but I think he goes main roster. I don't think he's a 205 Live guy. You know, and I've been having that debate with people. Um, I really would like to see somewhere down the road. 205 Live being integrated with the main roster. Like, have some of these high flyers work with the main stars. And, I mean, that's how you're really going to get them over. I mean, that's how WCW eventually did it. When you saw guys like Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio taking out Ric Flair, that's how they got noticed. And that's why I, I would really like to see Johnny Gargano be the first to do that, like transcend and merge both brands together. All right, well, we got to wrap things up here. Uh, WrestleMania weekend is going to be a blast. Whatever you're watching, wherever you're watching it, have fun, make smart decisions, and smark the hell out. Seriously, have a great time. Joey, thank you for joining us, man. Where can people read more of your stuff? Uh, Hollywoodsworldofsports.com. You can check me out on Facebook. I have a lot of interesting sports debates going on on a regular basis. Um, I cover every single wrestling pay-per-view WWE wise I do my recaps on there um always always uh, intrigued by the next biggest thing well there we go john always appreciate having you come down and hang out and do the show with us for sure all right and uh, be sure to check out again ben's wrestlemania reviews these have been a blast and he is literally killing himself for them so reward the man at thecourtofnerds.com and click on those big thank you to austin bruner as well from the geekiverse for working with him on those until the next time i'm drew mccarthy this is a court of nerds wrestlemania podcast of the immortals special hey guys it's drew from quarter nerds here telling you that tom and chi in granville is back they've got impressive meal deals so here's what you can look forward to when you stop by to get cheesy start your week off with a 29.95 monday meal deal that feeds a family of four no one wants to cook to start the week so go get cheesy instead plus kids 12 and under eat free from four to eight every tuesday or enjoy a half off grilled cheese donut every wednesday from four to eight and if you download the free tom and chi app like i did you can hop in every thursday and get three dollar classic grilled cheese sandwiches Plus, if you're like Stacy and you need it gluten-free, they can take care of you. Tom and Chi is proud to support Chia, a locally made vegan cheese that tastes so good, cows are starting to get jealous. Find Tom and Chi on 44th Street in Granville near Cabela's.